0: If you're an Amazon Prime member, remember that you do have a free subscription to Twitch every month that can be used for this. And for those of you who are already subscribers, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes, We need to focus that search, focus that fire, and so we come together. Join us, join the discussion, welcome to Focused Fire Chat. Welcome back for episode 175 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on July 26th over on twitch.tv slash Focus Fire Chat. As always, I want to give a big shout out to our live chat here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Excuse me. Our topic is our topic for tonight's episode is going to be a look at Marcus Wren, which originally was Sparrow Racing League, but then we kind of just shifted it to Marcus Wren because it's
1: it's Marcus it's Wren. It's the same thing. It's the it's same the thing, same right? Thing.
0: It's the same thing. Um, But first, let's run through a quick introduction of those on the show for tonight. As always, this is your host. Hi, I'm on the
1: show. (laughs) As always, this this is your host,
0: BlueClear86. (laughs) Next up, we have our own master social media, the one and only green-eyed music lover, who apparently is feeling very mutinous tonight. Um, Green... (laughs) I hope you're doing well. <laughs> oh my god!
1: I'm, between
0: you and Pins this this evening, I'm I going know. to die. Um,
1: it's great. <laughs> so, it's one of those. It's it's those live chat evenings where it's just so much so much wrong, but oh so much gosh. good at the same time. Top, it's fun. Top
0: three is, was a was an interesting one. Um Mm -hmm. yeah, if we can get if we can get through five minutes without erupting into giggle fits. Yeah, that's 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 tonight's topic. (laughs) Um Mm -hmm. Oh man. So great, I hope you're doing well. How's the week treated you so far? Yeah. Uh
1: crucible.
0: But I thought you were—I thought you were done with Iron Banner. You got the the Wizened Rebuke or whatever the the oh, gun yeah. was. Heavy
1: as death. I have Heavy as death done. I've got—I mean, I have my emblem. It's still on. I'm never taking the thing off unless <laughs> we're doing a raid because apparently when you have a tracker emblem on, it messes with the raid somehow. Like spaghetti codes it a little bit and things go Wait, wonky. What? So so it, yeah, it's. It's something that's happened to a few times. If you have a tracker emblem on and you're in a raid,
0: uh-huh. it will
1: cause other things to glitch because it's taking up some of the code. So put on an emblem huh. if you're in a raid and you're having trouble with an encounter. Put on an emblem that doesn't have any counters or anything else attached to it, and you'll generally correct whatever glitch code thing is going on. This honestly Not, reminds
0: uh, me of Crota in with the Hunter Cloak. Yeah. you remember the Hunter Hunter Cloak Mm -hmm. glitch? Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. I do. It's one of those weird, weird things. But um, Crucible has been really rough lately. And that's me putting it as PG and mildly as I I can possibly do it. Because it's just been... I've been playing Iron Banner this week. I finished all my bounties for my Hunter. I've done my due diligence. And I enjoy Iron Banner. But it's not felt this rough as far as like connection wise and um gun game and stuff like that it hasn't felt like this for a long time so i'm a little worried about that aspect so um as far as how i'm doing this week in game eh, it's it's take it or leave it at the moment
0: cool 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 um yeah I, i well we do have a a special announcement that I'm going to play here in a sh- second. Do you want to do – I guess, Green, this will – I'll leave this in, in just open discourse. Do you want to do that prior to the question of the week or after the question I th- of the week?
1: think so. Let's do it at the beginning. Okay. Get it all – get it all the housekeeping stuff kind of done before we start kind of the talk.
0: All right. So – that being said, here's we actually went ahead and we uh, we went ahead and got this can just to make sure that it was as succinct and as kind of self explanatory, um, but we'll we'll talk about it a little bit after I play the audio clip that Green was kind enough to put together, uh, and then also as always we're always around to chat. So you know without without making anyone any more nervous, let me go ahead and play this.
1: Hear ye, hear ye! <laughs> All right, so. The past few years of Focus Fire Chat have shown growth with the lore of Destiny, our own community, and with the podcast itself. Change, though, is inevitable. And with that, our own evolution as a podcast is up and coming. We've taken your suggestions and have tried to develop a system that works best for every side. Because of this, we're happy to announce the new format for our show. Oh yeah. There are four things that we plan on updating that will affect the show and how you guys consume it. First off, both Blue and I, while loving having you guys select the topics every week, have limited time to ensure that we provide as high a level of content as we feel you guys deserve. Because of this, we're going to split the choice poll with you. The community poll will decide both the extra lore topic and one week out of the month for Destiny. Two weeks will be chosen by us and our guest for that week. This will allow us to plan out the scheduled topics long in advance, allowing both Blue and I more time to deliver content we feel is complete and polished. Seems fair. We also love having all our guests jump into the discussion, but understand that the level at which we speak is oftentimes overwhelming not only to our guests, but also to new members of our audience. Because of this, we have decided to create what we lovingly call our intro sessions. This will be an introduction episode to the topic of the week and provide us the ability to spend more time with our guests chatting about them and their relation to the said topic. Hello, hello. Now, if you're a member of our live chat and are wondering how this is all going to happen, don't fret. We will still record everything on Friday nights, just like we always have. Friday, Monday. We are just changing the format of how those will be posted in the podcast feed. The intro episode with our guests will be released on Mondays. Top three will continue to be released on Wednesdays, and our in-depth advanced episode will be released on Fridays. Now, there may be a few of you who are a little worried about having enough time to listen to everything. Don't worry, we've been discussing that, too. Thanks to the new format, we'll be able to shorten the length of our episodes, making it easier for you guys to consume them. The goal is for the introduction episode to run approximately 45 minutes to an hour. Top three will always stay under the hour mark, hopefully not too many stories in the sideline, and the in-depth, advanced episode will be approximately an hour and a half long at the max. Totally It'll be the same great content, just delivered to you in a more easily digestible way. Nom, 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 nom. Thanks for always being there with us. No problem. And we look forward to hearing from you, Starside. Huh? Wait, that's Bife's sign-off. Um, oh, no. no, that's Ishtar's. Peace. <sighs> also not us. Well, until next time bye Ooh, I think I know
0: what our next change is <laughs> I love the ending on that um <laughs> So yeah, uh basically we kind of we kind of mentioned this prior to the uh, the recording for top 3 on the stream archive as well. Uh but we just wanted to kind of open the conversation and explain where those changes are going to come from. I think the plan right now is, um, that we are going to start doing that in August. Uh, so next week, basically, um, and yeah, I mean that's that's really kind of where we are sitting at it at the point. Uh, as we kind of discussed in the the top three stream, uh, the primary driving force behind this is kind of twofold. We want to we want to first off, we want to ensure that we can you know deliver the high quality content that first off, that you guys all deserve. Uh, that's really the the driving focus on a lot of this and then secondary and almost as important in in our minds at least is uh, trying to eliminate some of the stress that we go through every week uh, because both green and I are both a little OCD slash perfectionist on our show notes uh, as far as as far as we can so giving ourselves a little bit more of a buffer um, allows us to kind of feel like we have a better handle on the conversation topics as well. Um, that all being said, I, I reiterated also during the top three, uh, pre-show conversation, you know, this is not by any means a deviation away from doing content that you guys want to hear. Uh, if anything, it's, it's just a way to kind of fine tune that and actually let our, our guests, you know, hopefully we'll have, we'll be able to invite more people on because we're going to try to open it up to be a degree of, um, what we refer to as the intro sessions; uh, those will be a little bit more accessible to people who are not as fully invested in the lore as those of us who have spent, you know, some of us who have spent literally years doing years. doing this. Uh, so we have a we have a degree of, of a steep learning curve that we're trying to gently level out uh, to allow more people to get involved, which is you know ultimately ultimately for, for our aspect of content creation, that's really the goal that I think everyone should be going for, right. Is, is opening the door for everyone. Um, so yeah, and, and that's going to help us also schedule things out. So you'll be seeing instead of like weekly updates, you'll be seeing like monthly, uh, schedule updates. Like I'll be able to put together a banner that says, Hey, this is the month of August. I actually have the banner. Um, it will probably be going live, I don't know if I'm going to put it out until after Monday when this actually hits your podcast feeds, but shortly it will be coming out on Twitter and in Discord, and we'll be able to say, "Okay, look, this is our the next you know four or five weeks. These are pop, pop, pop. These are our shows," and hopefully, it'll just kind of make everything a little bit more put together. I guess green. I don't know. I don't know where. I think that's a
1: good way to put it. Just to... Just make it a little bit more streamlined. Make it a little bit more consumable for you guys. Make it easier for everybody to enjoy it.
0: With that, and 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 before I kind of, well, I guess before I move on, um, as always, uh, Green and I have open door policy. Uh, We've always had an open door policy. I want to reiterate that that is still the case. Uh, If you have questions, concerns, comments, suggestions, thoughts, yeah, suggestions, please anything. Shoot us a DM either on Discord. Shoot us a DM over on Twitter. I know my my DMs on Twitter are open. Focus Fire DMs on Twitter are open. Um, mm-hmm. Green. I don't know if yours are. I know mine are as well. Okay, yours are. I know that's kind of different on everyone's everyone's front. Um, so yeah, I mean, message us there. Email us. We have a con. I mean, we we try to make it as easy as possible to get a hold of us. Um, or just ping us like at us in discord will we will get to it i promise i know my schedule has been absolutely insane the past couple months uh but i do actually try to get to everything that if i get if i get tagged i try i try 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 to get to it um but yeah i mean
1: it's one of those things tag both of us in it and one of us, one will, of us will
0: see it, it yeah um yeah. worst case if if that doesn't work tag one of the mods the mods are really good at hunting us down and being like, you need to get this. Mm-hmm. Like they're very good. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So yeah, just if you have, like, again, questions, comments, if there's something that, you know, you're concerned about this changing something that you don't necessarily like, if you have suggestions, if you want to, you know, I mean, if you want to help put together show notes, now that we have a bit more lead up, you know, please, I'm, I'm dead serious. Just let us know. Um, but yeah, yeah, with that green, do you are you good? If we move to the question of the week, I am, I am. All right. So, last minute question of the week, go.
1: Hey, wasn't that? I mean, it was an easy question. So <laughs> it, so was, it was. It was an that easy big one of a deal. Um, this week's question of the week. If you give me a few seconds to find it, all right, toughy. This week, if sh- given a choice, would you want SRL back and or a new game mode? Which this is a little bit of history about this question. This is actually the question that was presented at the community summit before Gambit came out. This would be a few years ago at this point. Yeah, now. I think so. Yeah. This, this is one of the things that the, the developers asked the people that came to that community summit. So I believe Mylan was there. Um A few other like big, big names that were there. I think Italian, a couple of those guys. Uh, Anyway, they chose to have a new game type in the game, which it's a gun game. It makes sense. But I just thought it would be kind of cheeky and fun to throw out this question again and see what the community says now. And the results are in 135 votes in only 10 hours. You guys really are on top of your game at this point as far as getting onto these polls. 65% said they want SRL back. 35% said they wanted a different game type or a new game mode, which a lot of people going into the comments really had some good points on it. Um Worthy you mention that he loves the idea of guardians competing with each other outside of the crucible. They have to throw and catch mechanics in game like to see dodgeball or destiny versions of grift that require you to wear the mask of a character. You don't like maybe older. <laughs> um <laughs> as far as, as far as like Sorry. the character choice of which one you wear, <laughs> that
0: one's particularly on the I, nose with the, with the lore of grift ball.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a little <laughs> bit, uh, some people want to have SRL back. A lot of people want to get to be able to do Sparrow Racing again. Um, Man at Arms made it very clear he would rather have Rift, <laughs> which, as far as that game mode is, I enjoy that because that was the easiest sniping farm ever. Because you always knew where they were going to run, <laughs> so you could just sit in the back with a sniper. I'm thinking that train match.
0: Oh my god! That and put put me in a back with Mida. didn't even need a sniper Mm -hmm. rifle you just sat there and you're like Mm -hmm.
1: yeah really really easy to to learn how to snipe on that because you knew the lanes because they were just dictated uh somebody uh one chill dude mentioned he wanted ship racing league so having an actual space flight i would be very angry about that personally um That's just my opinion. I am terrible if you guys watch me play Darksiders. I found out in Darksiders, you have to fly a griffin at some point. Um, I may have had some words and a lot of screaming during that part of the stream. Which, by the way, I will continue to stream Darksiders for those of you who want to come and hang out and listen to me get really titan-like, I think was a descriptor that happened. But, uh, ship flying not my favorite but i would i would be down to try it some people said they would come back for srl that have kind of stepped away from destiny let's see here, uh, archon forge smashing enemies with iron hammers or something like that. oh my gosh so that was that would be interesting to bring back that kind of um that mode where you have the the hammers the axe. i guess it was axes back on mm-hmm. archon forge mm-hmm. wasn't it yeah
0: that was when we had the the, uh, iron the iron lords yeah
1: mm-hmm. um somebody was very blunt and said if he wanted a racing game he would buy one
0: <laughs> <laughs> i which is it's total, fair it's, it's a legit it's response legit. like it's and i know that there's the division of feelings is that's pretty pretty on the nose as far as some of the comments that I've seen for Sparrow. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it yeah, that's a fair, that's a fair yeah. counterpoint. That is yeah. a fair counterpoint. It's, yeah.
1: It's an equal opportunity kind of poll kind of thing. Like I'm going to take both good sides and bad sides and, and every kind of t- opinion I can get, uh, as far as within our own discord server, I know we had a few people mention things in there today as well. Uh, taylor b mentioned that he would want srl crucible needs a balancing uh needs balancing not an overhaul in my opinion the whole crucible is mostly good with parts that need fixing rather than the state of it is all bad like don't get me wrong i'd love to have the freelance playlist return but i'd rather have an srl event i want to go fast plus i miss srl sparrow mechanics it's not the same on the open world maps which i would agree there's very few areas that i would say feel like an srl map i'm thinking like the one on mars with the giant fans that i really miss and i guess we kind of have that yeah uh, mercury maps yep
0: the infinite forest one Mm
1: -hmm. the
0: one that has the cabal
1: right The one that is really annoying to do. I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna before you can kill them. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna agree with Trigger on this one. I want my clown horn back.
1: Oh yeah, I miss the fun horn. The horns were were just hilarious. mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. The ironic thing. Now that I'm gonna use this as a segue to get into the main topic. A lot of the SRL lore we didn't get till D two.
0: Well, and that's part of the reason that we kind of did the subtle shift on the topic, too, right? Mm -hmm. Is because, like, the air quote SRL lore is actually all all through, I mean, well, 90% of it is through Marcus.
1: Mostly, yeah.
0: Um,
1: Because he's kind of the face of it. He's the poster boy.
0: Until recently, which was a fun read.
1: Well... Yeah, and I am still holding that he did that on purpose. Oh,
0: I we're going to have a conversation because I I also have questions on the way it's presented. Um mm-hmm. So yes, we will have a conversation. It sounds like we're going to have a good conversation on that particular one cuz I'm kind of in agreement. I'm kind of in agreement with you on that, especially given some of the suggestions about the relationship between those two. Um mm-hmm but yeah okay so really quick let's run through standard uh intro notes just real quick um and then we'll get into the lost lore which is personally a mystery it was a mystery for me today because i could not for the life of me figure out why it was called the what it was so we'll get right into that in our last episode of focus fire chat we discussed the chronicon If you enjoy the show, please be sure to rate, and if you can, leave us a written review on iTunes or comment on the episodes on Podbean, or whichever podcasting app you use to enjoy podcasts. Reviews are extremely helpful as they not only let us know what we can do better, but help continue to expand the FFC family, which allows more and more perspectives to be heard. To those of you who have already taken the time to leave us a review, thank you. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a gathering place where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within game lore, with a special focus on the Destiny universe. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Friday at around 10pm Central, we get together to stream a high-level summary of the previous week's chat for those who were unable to participate. If you're a fan of lore in all its various forms, be sure to also check out thelornetwork.com, where you can find a wide variety of some amazing content that covers a number of different titles and mediums. This is also the home for the Focus Fire Chat episode note archives and articles. Our next chat is going to be a discussion on the extra lore topic for July, the Witcher series. With that being said, here's Green with a high level summary of tonight's topic.
1: Marcus Wren, the idea man, ever tinkering with endless projects and hairball schemes, a true hunter amongst guardians. He and his ghost Didi, have been at the heart of many light hearted stories within the tower. A legend in SRL, a master craftsman always pushing the limits of his tools. Marcus has been known to, for the sake of experimentation, allow Guardians to test his projects knowing full well that they may well explode. His involvement with the Tower, the City, and various ghosts, partially I suspect because Didi makes him, have earned him endearing respect with citizens and Guardians alike.
0: Before we jump into the information and thoughts the community had about Marcus Wren and Sparrow Racing League, however, let's have a quick chat about this week's Lost Lore. So this week on Lost Lore, um, I'm gonna label this one the mystery of S rank because I don't know, I don't know if this is as annoying to everyone else, but in video games, this has been something like super bizarre to me. Is license hierarchy? Um, so basically, in a lot of video games, you see a hierarchy of like license A, license B, license C, and then there's this like mysterious license S. I'm like. What What is this? Like, so in my in my normal route of going through the Google archives, I went through and I was like, all right, I need license hierarchies of like, you know, I don't know, vehicle driving. There is one state in the United States of America that has an S class license. That is, I believe it was either Montana or Utah. I cannot remember off the top of me. but Yeah, no, no, no. It gets better. It gets better. The S-Class license in the CDL hierarchy is the license that is required to drive a school bus. That's it. (laughs) I was like, okay, so obviously... This is something else because I'm pretty sure the highest ranking class of license in Sparrow Racing or any racing game really is uh not not the the allowance of uh school bus driving. I mean
1: Well, okay, to be fair, S rank probably stands for Sparrow rank or
0: No, actually it does hard. not. So that's where it, Not in game? No. Well, in game I don't know. But, like, in general, like, Breaking Fourth Wall and just in video games as, as a whole. So, this is a big shout-out to Giant Bomb, which if you guys don't know what Giant Bomb is, I really, really encourage you to go research them because they're freaking hilarious. But they had an actual <clears throat> explanation of what this is, which, in hindsight, I should have just gone to their site to begin with because they do this all the time. Uh, so, the S rank is, is like, so basically a ranking, right? is how good you are at a particular thing. Uh, S-rank is a ranking that's used to describe a level that is so superlative that it cannot be described by the traditional ranking system. So you have like A, B, C, blah, blah, blah. Uh, It is actually, there are some... Real tournaments uh especially with like martial arts uh fights and fiction and video games are the two prominent ones but like I think there was a there was a mention that there was technically a government slash military ranking that has this uh i couldn't get any details on that, which makes me even more curious personally, but i didn't have time to dive into it um but originally it was created in Japan uh and that is because where anything below the grade C was considered failure so you know, obvious joke there aside, um, the S rank allows for a wider range of obtainable grades. uh, And thus, it allows for an increase in player motivation, meaning that it was soon adopted by Western developers who realized that the S rank, the term S rank, was much cooler than the boring A rank. So an A rank is commonly obtained in games by getting like a 90 to 95%. If you do a flawless or achieve perfection in something, then it then it transcends into what qualifies as an S-Rink. So s ranks are...
1: Super Saiyan mode.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, right. So S-Rinks can be used in many areas, but are most commonly found in video games, uh, and that's where they kind of... And some schools will have taken it up. But this is also where you see some games like... Uh, Devil May Cry, for particular, uh, is the one that comes off the top of my head. Some games even offer double or triple S ranks, otherwise known as SSS rank. So, like, when you do the combos in Devil May Cry, how it all of a sudden, like, it goes Mm -hmm. A, B, or uh, it's what, D, C, B, A, S, 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 S. Like, it's the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triple S rank, yeah, like it's just like the shout shout casting kind of thing that's going on in Devil May Cry or God of War. You know, all these the the um, the games where it's really big to chain attacks. Um, that's actually what that is. Is it's a way to ar- arbitrarily boost the breadth of scale so that culturally it didn't feel like you were failing, even though you were getting the same percentage because there was a there was a um uh, a pariah ascribed to the ranking of C. So like D is your okay. intro and then but see in like in in Japan culturally that was considered a failure. So anything below C is a failure in their in their worldview, their paradigm and so they introduced the S rank to allow for so like A rank would be 90 to 95% then 95 to 100% that perfection or the, the flawless execution um, mm-hmm. was the S rank and then obviously as as time has gone by it's you know it's increased like you know triple S you know all these crazy nonsense stuff yeah, see, Screwball, Screwball's saying this as well. In professional real-world racing like Formula One, S-Class is the highest license. Okay, right. That's what I thought, but I could not for the life of me. This is me just like going completely all rogue and arguing with chat. could not find for the life of me the hierarchy of those classifications of licenses. And I went to Formula One. That was actually where I started because Sparrow Racing, I remember looking at um, the Sparrow Racing as being... Like, there was a lot that was driven about the Formula One racers and, like, you know, the the inspiration for stuff. And so I was like, okay, obviously there's a connection with the racing in real world and the racing in game. Like, okay, that's an obvious connection. I couldn't find the hierarchy of classifications of licenses other than, like, uh, yeah, Formula One, Formula A, Formula... All these different, like, types of races, the categories of races. But I couldn't find the licenses. So I, I, again issue of time you know like we just got done kind of talking about <laughs> ironically in the intro um yeah i i just yeah i but yeah i mean i did i i literally i thought it was the same thing i thought it was gonna be like oh okay it's a racing license you know you gotta you rank up and stuff like that and in game we get an explanation of like your class um Okay, thanks, Screwball. Yeah, okay. So the original Gran Turismo used class license with S class at the top. Yeah. So like in-game, you actually get an explanation. Uh, Class C, you get your class C license when you finish a a specific number of races. So you're just finishing races. Um, Class B, uh, you get when you hit hit a specific number of gates in a single race and then also in general so you're you know you're getting to be a better driver basically class a is when you consecutively finish in the top three within races and then class s is you win races without blowing up your sparrow so basically you you are a really good driver Uh, So it's a flawless win, win. right? Yeah. Uh, So it is actually explained in and that was all through the SRL record book, which I know was a divisive topic uh, back in the day. But those quests to get those and then as you got each different license classification, you would get like various rewards. It also helped with um, your light level drops, if I remember correctly, on the armor because you had specific SRL armor. That was mm-hmm. also, which we'll talk about. If someone, yeah, well, oh my God, the racing cloak was amazing. Um, still, one of my favorite cloaks.
1: Aesthetic. Oh my you gosh! No, well, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like I, I wore that thing as soon as I got my my void racing cloak. I was like, nope, that's not coming off. That's mine. Um, yeah, the Power Ranger armor. Like, I, I I liked it. I liked it. it the armor in D one for SRL reminded me a lot of Dead Space. Um, the helmet in particular. A,
1: yeah, I can, I can agree. With it that was, with the lines yeah, it was, across the face. I remember
0: getting it. I'm like, okay, I can get behind this aesthetic. Like I, I got this, uh, not my favorite armor just because of, uh, mechanics, but the cloak was, mm, yeah, the uh, cloak was just hands down my, one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's the mystery of S rank. It's just like this, this like random classification that they came up with to, uh, to help, drive up player motivation uh, from a psychological standpoint within game. Obviously, we have some some conversation in chat right now in live chat about the uh, real world racing classification hierarchy. Um, like I said, I tried to look into it. I, I don't I'm not familiar with that at all. Like that is that is a world that I I understand that some people really like left turns. And that's about my understanding of the racing world. And I know I'm probably triggering a lot of people by saying that, but
1: you know, Formula One is not necessarily just left.
0: No, I don't. I don't even. I I know. I know. Okay. Uh, I I know probably more about. Um, oh, what's what is it? The the, uh, <laughs> the demolition derbies. <laughs> like um, I know more about that than I know about like ra- like standard racing. Like I'm like ah, all right. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Ricky Bobby is judging me. <laughs> shake and bake, shake and bake. Oh man! So I'm gonna turn green, turn green loose for a general introduction of of sparrow racing.
1: I mean, it's, it's sparrow racing in general is pretty pretty self explanatory. Sparrow racing is a development of racing sparrows in Destiny. It is a combatant type field, also found by the same group that takes over all of our Crucible maps. It is Shax's uh, red jacks. They find the areas, they set it up, and they sometimes let enemies loose on it again. And we run into them and run them over like heathens, which is really fun. Um, Bumps in a road. If you remember, yep, it was a bounty back in the day. You could actually run over goblins and stuff like that. I think bug in a road.
0: Bump in a road, I bug-
1: think bump there was a like two or three of them there's one specifically where if you hit a vandal which is funny because they called vandals bugs but i mean (laughs) fallen kind of ish i don't know i don't know what the biological designation yeah
0: they refer to him as bug huggers so
1: right but uh srl was as far as establishment of it i don't know if we have a date but we do know that at Marcus Wren, in particular, the character that we're going to talk about mostly tonight, has basically been on a win streak for over a decade. Mm-hmm. Until fairly recently. For the, which, spoiler alert. For the
0: Crimson Cup.
1: Yes, for the Crimson Cup, which is their, their race to end all, be all. Uh, there are various things within the lore that talk about how. Um, Things that we encounter in game on a regular basis as SRL racers, that it is something that everybody does. The four du- Guardians have died to those fan blades in Mars, I think is one of them. Those fan blades have taken more out of Guardians than the Fallen, <laughs> according to Marcus Wren, which is one, it is the Sparrow Racing Mars Pace Setter Bounty. Like little. Line from that. But as far as like an introduction to Marcus Ren himself, he is the most winningest of SRL racers out there. There are a few big names, but his is the one that kind of stands above the rest. And I think that is, as far as an introduction to Marcus without getting into DD and still tying in SRL, I think that is a decent way to start. And then we get into
0: what we know in game yeah and blue
1: do you want to hop back and forth yeah 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 so like add? i
0: guess really what i want to kind of talk about with marcus too is like what we know well so like sparrow racing uh amanda holiday has a line and most people might be familiar or some people might be familiar with this and she says sparrow racing's been happening since the first time one guardian said to another betcha i can get to that mountain before you do nowadays we oh, yeah. we do a thing's a might more organized but the principle's the same um and so like it it's 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 just that classical compet that nature of competition, right? It's it's you see it in everything the guardians do. It's all all about that. Um but Marcus Wren in particular actually has, you know, he he has been an interesting figure within the lore um ever really since he got introduced and he's just grown like he's just grown in mm-hmm. in presence he's grown in character definitely we've seen we've seen a lot more character with him recently he used to be kind of mm-hmm. like the he was always kind of the i wouldn't say bad bad boy but he was kind of like that was kind of the feel you got for him and now you get confirmation that that is he's also kind of insane uh he likes experimenting. Well, he's
1: also kind of a sweetheart too. Like the insanity he's, is one he's thing. A he's a li- sp- yeah. I like him. I, I, I like his character he, a lot.
0: Yeah, like I I don't I, mm,
1: it, So, okay.
0: He likes his ghost. So, to, I will give him that. He does. And he's he does. he's very he loyal actually, to his the friends.
1: Thing, yes. And his friends are loyal to him, which speaks volumes right. in my book. Oh yeah, but. no.
0: I mean Yeah, which we'll get into just here in a second, too, because...
1: So, yeah, as far as lore and destiny itself, there are actually only two entries back in D1, as far as, like, grimoire cards. And then we had a few different items, mostly bounties that had lines from him, Mm -hmm. but there really wasn't a whole lot to go off of, except for maybe a few random lines you hear in the tower from Amanda Holiday. But since D two is dropped, there's been a ton added about his story, about the story of his fire team, about the story of his um,
0: friend. Yeah, I I guess let's 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 just let's just let's just knock that conversation out while we're on it. Yeah, what is your thought on the relationship between Marcus and is that it's uh, Enoch, right?
1: Enoch.
0: So okay, so Um, there is to be clear. Before we get into all this nonsense. Mm-hmm. There's nothing confirmed. Like there's there's nowhere nowhere that I've at least seen and I don't I don't have all the like random dialogue quotes and stuff like that, um, which I know sometimes will clarify stuff, but from what I've seen in text lore and what I've heard, you know, mentioned in the tower, there is nothing that points to anything beyond just friendly rivals. Like they're they're very close or they're very close friends. And I mean rivals maybe fire team members. Right, right. That's yeah. They're they're too. but they're sparrow racers, so it's like right, 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 right. You know, I mean I'll 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 even give you that. Like I, I think uh given especially what happened in the Red War, um, I mm-hmm. can totally see them being uh fire team members. And we do know they are very close friends. Like they are very close with each other. But so, I guess the question is, do you think it's, within the realm within the realm of destiny is there do you think there's more to the story between Marcus and enoch
1: i I don't think there is enough information to conclude it. We've had characters like Devrim and Mark that you get idle dialogue about it you get you get stuff in the lore about mark. We don't have anything that is definitive about enoch and marcus it it could be a thing that develops it could be just thing a thing that they're keeping under wraps or it could be a budding relationship we don't have anything conclusive though so i i am on the stance that i am optimistically hopeful that they are that is something there but i can understand seeing both no and yes Mm -hmm.
0: Mm mm-hmm Yeah cuz like and if you're, I'm yeah. I'm on the same if I'm on the same page. Like I'm like I can see this going cuz right now really either way works, right? Like either they're really close friends or they are something more. Like and it doesn't it actually won't change their story as it stands currently. Like nothing that won't that won't like be a huge change to anything. Actually it would explain okay. some things, right? The lucky coin so, comment.
1: Right. And here's the other thing. Dino's make mentioning in chat that the reason why he he str- strongly feels that they're in a relationship. Here's my counterpoint to that. The Crimson Cup happens only one time a year during Crimson Days. It does not necessarily mean that the people involved in the Crimson Cup is a relationship type thing. So that is purely a timing circumstance type thing. I would not read too far into that. If they want to go that direction, great. But I do not think that you can be conclusive with just the time of year for it.
0: Right. And that, that that is no. And I, and I, and I definitely hear that. I think the, the counterpoint and maybe not necessarily the counterpoint, but the, the counterpoint that I would make to that is that we also do see another pairing of guardians who were very much in opposition to each other, who were introduced to us during the Crimson Days initial event, who now are inseparable. Now, mm-hmm. that being said, we also in that story don't know if that is a romantic relationship or if they are just a really close fire team. It, it to to reduce it to that type of by like that type of um black and white you know either you're romantic or you're not that that to me actually kind of cheapens the relationship between them because Mm -hmm. to me it's you know it could be budding well not even that it's it's the friendship well it's also the sense of brother in arms you you get that Mm -hmm. you get that sense in a lot of like if you go and look at documentaries or uh histories of uh soldiers who have survived wars a brother in arms is something that transcends friendship like it, it is a true brotherhood but it's by no means romantic it it could be but it's not, it's not it's not it's not it's it's like a square and a rectangle right It, it could be but it's not it doesn't have to be you can have a very strong relationship and a strong and I mean that in all sense like a strong relationship with another person and it doesn't have to be romantic at all um and sometimes those friendships, those relationships, friendships, whatever you want to call them, can actually transcend the people, transcend the relationship that you have with the person who is romantic. Like you know that there that does exist. Um, but I mean, green to kind of go back. Yeah, I I think right now it's kind of a, eh, like it would yeah, it would go it would, just... it would go a long way and see and like for the instance that I'm thinking of with I think it's Halstitude. lore entry for that particular Mm -hmm. one which is where we get the 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 final or not the final but the most recent crimson cup uh and the
1: Uh, undefeated and undeterred are those two yeah
0: and we get the unseating of marcus from the champion champion seat Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of like reading between the lines that could be done that if they are in a relationship uh is one way to kind of see Marcus throwing the race Um, but of course then it could be literally they just are friendly competitors and there is something that actually happened and he didn't throw the race it just was unfortunate like you know it's it's there's both you can read it both ways. um i would agree with that sorry i'm checking up on chat so, yeah no, i mean and dino dino's being fair he's like it's just his opinion and you know i i i see it i do see it i do see it i just get i yeah
1: <laughs> it's one of those things not putting the cart before the horse right right
0: one. right uh but, the other uh, real quick
1: so do we want to go in.
0: I was just going to say, before. real quick, before we go full bore into Marcus Wren, which is a really awkward comment, um, the other champions that we have uh, within Sparrow Racing, just to kind of give them a shout, is Kron8, uh, who is an Echo, or e- Exo, so. who designed the Echo-class jump ship Shadow Down or Shadow Dawn, uh, Cron eight is most notable for being the person who decided that he wanted to try to attach a NLS drive to a Sparrow, uh, which Amanda was like, no, "That's not a great idea, but come by the shop, we'll try it out." Uh Amanda. Amanda is a very strong enabler for all of these racers. I've also uh, realized, uh-huh. like, she she is a really she, bad enabler.
1: She is as much of a speed junkie <laughs> as the rest of them. She,
0: she really is. Um, we have uh, Tyla Sola, which we don't actually know really anything about. Uh, she's listed as being another champion. Uh, the other races, uh, uh, I think it's Ad- Adrian Adrian Griss. Gris. Gris. Uh, the reason we know she's Gris, Gris yeah, she's the one who um, she's the one who got called before the consensus because she painted a dragon on her sparrow. And she got Ikora, had the nasty burn <laughs> against her because the consensus accused her of, um, meddling with Ahamkara because they're dragons. And Ikora debunked it by saying, if she is messing with a Ahamkara, her racing record wouldn't be so bad. Which <laughs> I was like, ooh, oh man, that's, that's brutal. Um, uh, Blue
1: Ariande is also the one that Marcus mentions. That yes, would not mind Sh- shooting him. Shooting,
0: yeah. Him. So Ariande is it Ari Ariande? Nay, I don't know. Ari, uh, which which actually, yeah. I have a question. Arya, Arya, yeah, because there's an Ari that's mentioned with Sloan and I'm curious if that's the same person. I think it is, but I'm not. I don't have 100 percent confirmation on that one. Um, <laughs> chat, uh. And then there's Blue Boaz, who uh we know Boaz mostly through the 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 testing of Marcus's crazy ideas. Um Blue Blue is the one that uh he I think blue was the one that he gave the uh was it the jumpies or the frosties? I can't remember which which one was first. I don't use those, so I don't ever actually pay attention. But whichever one was first was Frosty's first. So he gave them to Boaz, and he tried them on. He's like, "Oh yeah, these are cool." You know, I don't like the name, but I mean, they I I feel fast when I'm running. And Marcus made a comment of being like, "Oh yeah, well, there's a two percent chance that they'll explode." So you know, I'm glad they work Uh for you. And Boaz threatened to turn him into Sloane, but Marcus basically bribed him with Sparrow Racing mods. (laughs) On his her mods for his sparrow to not turn him in. And then Boaz is also the one that later comes back and Marcus coerces him into basically holding a gun to him while he's testing out the jumpies because he doesn't... Stompies. Or Stompies. Yeah. He's like, yeah. if, if this fires off and my legs go flying off, I don't want the... I think it's the microsynaptics to take over my body, so please disintegrate me before that happens. And that's where... That's where he mentions he's like, I don't think this is okay, and Marcus is like, Well, fine. Then I'll go get Ari to do it. She'll love the excuse. Or he also said something about like, "You'll I'll let you win the next race" or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. He he tries to bribe him, which ironically is not the same person who ends up winning the next race. Essentially, right? But correct. We correct. don't have timing on that one for sure. Yeah. So. Here's my question. Do we want to go through and talk about some of the different quotes that he has? Because most of his items, most of his stuff is through item quotes. Or do we want to go through the Destiny 2 cards? Because we really don't get a lot in the SRL Sparrow Racing and the Ghost Ragament Fallen 6.
0: Yeah, I mean, the we know from Fallen 6... Uh, that's the the one of the final Grimoire cards that we got from Destiny 1. We know that Marcus was involved in the cleanup uh, in the Plagueland following the Rise of Iron events. Because uh, Marcus was one of the ones that was noted as reporting to Commander Sloan... Or, yeah, to Sloan that he believed that the, the uh, siege upon the last city was finally broken. Because they were the ones that were finding all the fallen banners being burned, uh, which was around the time <clears throat> that was also concurrently around the time that house of dusk was being formed and the whole events within the forsaken prince were taking place. Uh, so like, uh, Aldrin and Fickroll were kind of running around at that point. Um, so that was kind of going on in the background. Marcus was one of the ones that was on the ground in the Plaguelands during that, uh, in In so far as his involvement with the red war uh he wasn't actually mentioned as being necessarily involved in the red war uh but we do have a scene i try to remember where it is comrades in arms comrades in arms yes uh so mm-hmm. and comrades in arms is takes place during the tethering of the traveler when all the guardians and i i think that's important to note here is it's during the time that the guardians didn't have their powers. Um, and, and comrade in arms is the basically Marcus is trying to get out of the city. Uh, and he is basically blindsided by a centurion and convinced that he's going to die. And then Enoch shows up and Enoch, this is where we get shoulder oh charges. Oh my him. God. Enoch. Well, first off, Enoch is a Titan. Um, Marcus is a hunter. And, uh, and, and Enoch goes hand-to-hand with the centurion, without his light, by the way, and kills it. Like, I mean, it's it's pretty... And then he picks up Marcus and just, like, walks off into the sunset. I think it's a... Yeah. Strode away through the end of the world, carrying his partner to safety. <laughs> it is a really... I was like, man, the, he, just, he just walked into the sunset is what just happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, I... I I, I'm wondering if this is a thing written by Dee Dee or by Marcus after the fact because Dee Dee is mentioned in this as well and I, we haven't really brought her up much but Dee is Marcus's ghost and she's a character all in and of herself. Like you could search for specifically Dee <laughs> Dee in the lore and you're going to get some different things than than Marcus. Most of the time they're just two peas in a pod but... This makes me wonder if DD wrote this card later, just because of how silly this card is. Oh, God. I
0: never even thought about that, but oh my gosh, that would make so much sense.
1: In his head, the commentary was enthusiastic. <laughs> Rin side slips the burning tank and punches through the black wall. The razor redlined, and the machine beneath him screamed in protest. The cabal has the city on a brink, but he's at the top of his game. He heads for the Peregrine District at the top of speed. Can he make it? And then there's a few curse words, but it's one of those things, like, you wonder?
0: Yeah, no, and and this. knowing what Dee, Dee does because uh-huh, Dee, Dee wrote with writing, the <laughs> with writing the play
1: Oh my god I want to see this play Oryx, so badly the
0: Nightmare Daddy
1: Yeah she's got her own sense of um What, what
0: word what word, gonna, what word are we going to what word are we going to use yeah, Scream? Shax,
1: I think we should use Shax's review as um Where was it Let's see here but Why is it Lord Shax calls it Undeniably enthusiastic, I'll (laughs) grant you that, but is the dialogue meant to come across so sexually charged? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, so Dee Dee, as Marcus's ghost, is just- Marcus is the speed racer of Destiny, Dee Dee is just- goading him as well as like redirecting him as much as she can i, I think I, i'll, also I'll double
0: down on what black flag is saying marcus is the tony stark mm-hmm. of srl which makes dd Dee Dee the yeah. pepper Potts.
1: i can see that although pepper Potts would not write a, a play like uh, this i don't think i think she would have a little bit more i mean comic book pepper pots maybe but
0: oh yeah that's true dd Dee Dee is a slash I fake writer <laughs> god
1: yeah, maybe, because the characters in here for I kind of just want to go through the com- community theater. The, the uh community Marcus, theater Marcus plays presents. a ghost, <laughs> oryx, the nightmare daddy. One brave ghost versus the death from outer space. A four and a half act play written and directed by Didi, Ghost of Marcus Wren, starring Marcus Wren, Hero's Ghost, Didi the Ghost, Guardian Hero, Enoch Bast, oryx. By the way, do you notice how Dee Dee is like roping in all these oh, yeah, people yeah. to play?
0: Yeah, and and how Enoch is the nightmare daddy.
1: Hmm. Uh, Pixie, Ghost of Ariond, Gris. You're uh, alive. The best person's next. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Sweeperbot. Really? <laughs> Ghost, Ghost of Enoch Bast, ghostly shade of Croda. Like, okay, so. All the ghosts are playing Zavala's review. Physical characters. Oh my god! And then Marcus is playing a ghost. <laughs> S- see the play that Commander Zavala calls an insensitive and disrespectful, disrespectful travesty of a production with truly abominable prop design, an insult to the art of paper mâché. The epitomous ghost himself calls it. Is this supposed to be me? Oh. Oh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Ghost, the ghost of Tyra Karn, calls it a four and a half act structure, but that makes no sense. Stories do have rules, you know. You can't wait, what constitutes a half? You know what? I don't need this <laughs> to entertain this nonsense. <laughs> Judge. <a> judgmental silence. <laughs> uh huh, Ophicius, uh, as is I-Core as ghost, is just judgmental silence. <laughs> Shax, I already said. And then Ghost, ghost of Tyra Karn, comes back. Again, and says, I've been thinking about it, and I really do think it would be worthwhile for you to learn the (laughs) basics of narrative composition. Sit down, we are doing this now. (laughs) I love Ghost. Ghost is so funny. (laughs) But it's just... But that makes no... Stories have rules! (laughs) And Dee Dee, Dee Dee is one of those things, one of those characters that her... She seems like she could be so easily written off but then you get an uh, entry like fast lane shell oh yeah where marcus is asking for a new project he says i need a new project <laughs> dd says disagree i see three and a half finished sparrows in this room alone and you still haven't done that thing i asked you to do you're plenty busy dd be serious i am <sighs> Fine. Dee Dee floated over to the wall where Marcus's bright red sparrow racing jacket dangled from a hook. You know, I've always wanted one of these. For me. Really? Is that weird? No! It's aces. <laughs> of course you'll need a racing shell. I'm gonna make you the flashiest shell you've ever seen. He grabs his ghost out of the air, kisses her shell. Thank you, Dee Dee. You're the one. Never mind. <laughs> You're welcome, Marcus. But
0: she bump. It's so cute. She bumps his head. She's like, mm-hmm. bump-
1: yeah, it's the cutest relationship between Ghost and Guardian. I think we have is between those two. I don't know. I bet. I, I bet. I bet.
0: It. Pulled pork could do a do a run for her money.
1: We haven't seen pulled <laughs> right? pork since the infamous day in December. <laughs> my
0: Guardian could be really small. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, Dee yeah. Dee is a really fun one to read, actually.
1: Yeah, she's a cutie. She and Marcus are both just really neat together. I do like how Marcus is... Marcus is like the epitome of a hunter. As I'm like reading through some of this, it's just like, yep, that's a hunter line. That's a hunter line. That's a hunter line. Just buff out the scratches and try not to get banged up next time. Oh, man. There's only one strategy. Be faster than everyone else. Oh, And you know what the favorite, everybody's favorite Sparrow line with, with, uh, and this is perfect timing considering who just popped into chat. It's the Aerolite HW42. Marcus's quote. (laughs) Here, try this one. It's got a low center of gravity, like you and your big Titan butt. I
0: specifically put that on our poll or our Twitter feed for you, by the way. That was Monday's quote of the day for, for this topic, and I was like, tap, tap, tap. Green's gonna love it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna poke at my Titan friends.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: But, uh, yeah, Marcus is just speed boy. He enjoys it. There's a few different... There's like one bounty now that has a quote from him, and that's the spelunking bounty. Never go too deep without an exi- exit <laughs> strategy. That's how I've stayed alive this long. Except for all those I times when died, I died, I guess. I kiss. <laughs> but uh, he is... Marcus is the creator of a lot of different things. Sparrows in particular. There's a few different sparrows that he's made. As well as the two exotics, Frosties and Stompies, which Stompies are my favorite. Um I get yelled at pretty often for having Stompies on because I can outjump a lot of people. Namely Isikole <laughs> Nana na boo-boo. Um but I'm trying to think if there's Oh, you mentioned the Dark Horse. Sparrow Dark horse.
0: Mm-hmm. I like the way that oh, I like, as as that... I like the way that sparrow looks too, by the way. Yeah. Um, but dark horse is, uh, we see it kind of, because we're kind of talking about the relationship between Enoch and Marcus. Um, you get a bit of the, the flavor between, um, <laughs> between the competition between the two of them, because it's basically a bunch of smack talk between Marcus and Enoch. And then, uh, a mysterious win like a a mysterious sparrow racer actually takes the win from both of them and uh doesn't stick around to claim the prize money and never is identified it's just that goes to quote jane doe uh and the the sparrow flavor text says there's no recognizable maker's mark just a one stamped on the side so there's there's an interesting thing, but the the reason I brought that up is because there does there's a little bit more flavoring to the the competi- or the competitive relationship between um, Enoch, Enoch and, and Marcus.
1: Marcus. Before we get to the competitiveness, I know we're kind of jumping around a little bit, but you want to talk about Amanda Holiday's. Obsession with sparrow racing a little bit more, and the fact that Rahul may have let slip something. Oh, God, to them.
0: that was. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I love, so love Rahul's the... like, you can't tell them. <laughs> yeah,
1: so Hostilitude, or ha- I can't say this one. Hastilude. 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 H- it's the sparrow that looks like it has two jousting mm-hmm. spears on it. And it is, there's only a little bit of a quote. It's mainly a letter from Rahul. Like the body of the, te- the card is a letter from Rahul to Ikora saying like, this is, I may have found this. This is not a good idea. I highly suggest that no one ever lets them know about this. This would be disastrous. Imagine, I shudder to think. <laughs> and at the top, there's a quote, as there always are in these cards. And it's between Marcus and Amanda. Marcus says two words. Sparrow jousting? Amanda says two words.
0: <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> so it's like, oh my God. So, and uh, kind of a, a fun little play on words there as well. Uh, Hastelude is actually a generic term that was predominantly used in the Middle Ages to refer to many different variations of martial games. And it actually comes from the Latin hastaludium, which is literally lance game. So a oh. spear game or a medieval joust was uh, was also referred to as hastalud's. Uh, and so hasteludes was actually noted as being no less than dangerous than war itself. Like you, you could actually die from hasteludes, but it was a it was a martial game <clears throat> that was basically spear playing or joust playing. Yeah. So when they, when they're talking about jousting, that is that is actually a hastelude was. It's kind of like the agonarch carve. It's a, it's a it's a nod to what is going on with that particular item
1: nice so marcus's ability to create things whether it's exotics or sparrows or shells or whatnot is he's kind of actually got a name for himself at as doing this not only is he known for srl but he's also known well enough to kind of other tinkerers within the tower that in the severus plus one card there's just a mention of him and the creator wants to go and show him the gun that he's made because he wants to be able to brag to him so there's there's a few at least enough of a enough of a reputation that he has that not only is he crazy and convinces friends to try things out without telling them that hey, this may blow up as in what happened in Frosty's or that he tries them on himself and is possibly going to rip his own legs off with it within Stompies. But he has enough of a, a win record in his own tinkering that he can, he can basically pull people in to say, Hey, I look at what I made. I did this. This is really cool. Which leads us, I would say to kind of our last story with him, but unless we go into like all the quotes and whatnot, and it's the story of his defeat this year. Mm-hmm. do you want to kind of take the lead on that yeah
0: one? so what we actually that is in undefeated correct i believe well yep do you want to talk about ragged it's, valley
1: yeah uh, uh ragged valley is ragged valley is a, a very weird entry um it's an entry where marcus does a report on the ragged valley uh sprint saying that that area is too difficult to host actual SRL matches through. Um, The the angles are wrong. The corners are too tight. It's too dangerous to have Guardians do this. And he makes it through okay. After five tries. After five tries. But suggests that it's not actually turned into into a track. In the Ragged Valley sprint card, you get Yavix, if you remember her she's one of the barons she's the baron that rides the motorcycle essentially her own version of a sparrow she wants to take it on saying that well he made it through why can't i
0: well no he's so wait hang on let me reread this it's because
1: it's at the bottom
0: because this is um this is in response to yavix's legendary making of the run Marcus is challenging that saying that it's not possible so he says it's too random it's too chaotic and because the legend changes with the telling every single time because it says Yavix the writer the reason she made the run changes with the telling you know she's neither mad nor desperate what with her skills on a pike and killer determination but the run itself it's a legend as awe-inspiring as any guardian save the fact Yavix is a wicked beast and better off dead the story goes she was running ether, or making off with the lost golden age tech. Some, cl- some say Clovis Bray science. Others tell it was drivers from a forgotten war mine. Or maybe she just dropped a guardian and was running full throttle from a fire team set on revenge, a-, a common theme this far out. Or was it pride? Did a captain or a Kell or an Archon challenge her ability to ride? Did Fickrel? After all, their relationship is complicated. None of that matters, not to me. Each version of the start is as interesting as the next, but the run itself—her ride through the gnashing jaws of death—most guardians who have heard it dismiss it. Don't want to give it. Don't want to give credit to one so infamous, the scorn baron with the blood on her hands, the loot and tow toe, and her burners set to top speed. But she deserves it. Don't believe me? Asked Marcus Wren. He wasn't there that day, but he'd heard tell and couldn't believe it. So he made the run himself. Four goes no dice. One resurrection. Four sparrows busted to rubble. Marcus Wren, the Sparrow Racing League champion and hero to speed junkies and racehounds citywide, couldn't sprint that valley. Too random, he said. Too chaotic. Can't read the rock one minute to the next. Can't read the angles. But he tried again, and on the fifth go, he scraped through a narrow as as the collision hit. He made it. The impossible was possible, though he refused to admit Yavix could have done the same. Not that it mattered. That Wren came out alive proved it could be done. If it could, why not Yavix? Not that Yavik's ever cared for validation—not yours, not Ren's, not any Guardians, not any Fallens, not anyone's. She took pride in recognition from her brother and sister barons, and no one else, or no others. So, so it, he ran. He made the ran, nec- He made the run in response Ron, to hearing her having this Wren. legend. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I I still don't know if she actually made it through, knowing how. Flippin difficult those stupid things are to drive
0: well but the thing is is too is she if she made the run then she's still alive
1: like if she actually made it I, I i interpreted made it as if she built the course
0: oh no 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 this is like the uh this is like the kessel run like with the star wars reference like this is a smug- gotcha. this is a smuggling run i got gotcha. so, i gotcha yeah because that's what Rin, Rin is like there's no way she could have made like there's no way she would have survived this, but the legend goes you know it's it's the Kessel run it's it's this legendary run that you know you you can't it a common person would not ever try to because it's too much it's too much um because yeah it says her ride through the gnashing jaws of death. Yeah, 12 parsecs, which, oh, God, as much as I love Star Wars, that still bugs me. But anyways, um, <clears throat> the uh, so, yeah, the, that's the Ragged Valley Sprint. So that was kind of Marcus uh, during Forsaken. Um, but before that, uh, we have the situation with... Uh, the situation with... Uh, oh, God, I just blanked. Comrade in arms uh, with Enoch saving him. And then we have the... Um, and I don't know where burnout fits into this, but we also have burnout too. That's a fun one. Uh, but undefeated is the story of Marcus Ryn's unassailable record being assailed and being overthrown.
1: Which this this takes place during Curse of Osiris. To
0: yeah, give this was context as this far was, as like when this was released. This was well, it was released in Curse of Osiris, which I believe was also during. It, it takes place in Crimson Days. Because it's the Crimson yeah, it was it's the...
1: Curse of Osiris mm-hmm. was the winter event or the winter DLC, and it it kind of dovetailed into Crimson Days at the end of the Curse of Osiris DLC. It was still part of the same season, is what I'm saying. It's just at the end of the season because Crimson Days was, was February and Curse of Osiris dropped.
0: I'm also curious in the with late fall with Undefeated. Do you have any thoughts on who is speaking? Like I know I know it's I know it's basically shoutcasters or you know announcers right. but we have actual initials
1: R M and H B um I don't those don't those initials don't immediately I know that's the same me.
0: here I'm like Huh all right um So yeah so basically in Undefeated it's the Crimson Day Cup or Crim- yeah Crimson Cup which is like the big, you know, I don't, I don't know. We're screwball when I need him. The big race. It's the big, 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 big race. Um, is that like the Indy Five Hundred? Is that it, was, where it is that what I'm?
1: I would say the run for the roses, but that's like okay. The
0: first race. Okay, I have. Yeah, I don't know. It's a race, uh, and it's yeah. And so this is like the big one that this is the one that matters. This is the only one that matters, and you know everyone's going all in, and um. And Marcus is the standing champion. Uh, it's it's commonly viewed as being something that his record is, you know, he he's never, his record has been f- pretty much flawless for years. And it's, it's like they're going to, it's going to take decades for anyone to actually break his record. And it is noted also that he won, so he's won 15 in a row, which would put it if you have it once a year, it's been over a decade. Um, and he's saying that in the final. It starts off. It says in the final turn, Marcus Wren is leading by four lengths, and the note is, "Oh, that's he's going slower." <laughs> like they make kind of a comment about, "Oh, do you think he's sick? Do you think he has a flu?" And something happens, and he's like, "I, I don't know if I don't know if he actually drops something, or if he's just looking down at the track." But basically, because so, like yeah. it's like he's like there's there's two ways you can read that you can read that literally he says did he drop his lucky coin but he's also looking down at the track and looking back and so i don't know if they're i don't know if they're saying that did he actually drop something or if it's like oh are they are they being like sarcastic like because they just said do you think he has the flu um and as he's doing it basically the engine of his sparrow just fries it just it it burns out um and Bast, Enoch Bast, flashes past him and wins. And the thing is, is Enoch, this is his second year to race. So he's he's a brand new racer. And um and it's called out that we can't see what's going on under that helmet, but I bet Rin is just furious. Um this is also the first time a Titan held the trophy in over a decade. Um and
1: uh, anybody but anybody him. but marcus first right. time that any yeah marcus is the only one who's held the title for the last decade right
0: um and then the last thing is that you see or the last thing that's presented is marcus looking back as he kind of coasts off the track uh it's kind of like is he looking back at the track is he looking back at enoch because uh enoch is now basically being carried into the winner's circle and chat is like mm-hmm. and chat is kind of going off on the the tangents that I've also had with it because this is following Enoch's saving of Marcus's life. Uh this is this is after the red war so we've gotten that established. Um so there's a couple different interpretations, right? You could be a legit loss. He could have legitimately burned out uh his sparrow especially with the burnout entry also that I want to touch on. Right. But th-
1: and it does mention that it fried a
0: Right. Yeah. It, what does it say? It fried a cell. Like it, it
1: fried a cell.
0: Yeah. I mean and and so like he is he is running slower. He is his his frying a cell. Like there is a there's a chance that it was a legit loss. There's also a chance that Ren is kind of giving back to Enoch, whether that's, you know, because of a relationship or just out of repayment for him sa- Enoch did save his life. Um, you know, we don't know. And the thing is is it's also called out that he's wearing a helmet, so we can't see his face. So we don't know if Ren is actually upset you know or not. upset about this. They are thinking that he is, which actually kind of makes me think that that's probably not the case. Um just because mm-hmm. that's where my brain kind of immediately jumps. Whenever something is like, oh, this is obviously what's happening. I'm like, eh, eh, but is it like, is it um, right? But yeah, so th- th- this is the one that right now is kind of the the fun one to kind of contemplate on, I think.
1: So the next one, uh, the the undeterred is actually that same scene from Enoch's perspective.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It- so uh, the entry at the top, it says hard work and practice aren't enough. Sometimes things have to break your way. And it has numbers in here. In my mind, the the numbers are like the countdown distance to the, the finish line. Because at the very end, you get the finish. But uh, 900, should have known better. Those were pretty words. But come on, Marcus was never going to lose me. Or Marcus was never going to lose to me. 800. All the practicing. Two sprained knees. Throw it on the pile of wasted effort. Seven hundred. So this is it. I'll sell off the bird, obviously. That should get me enough glimmer to stock up for going back to the patrols f- full time. Six hundred. Yeah, I see you, Wren. I might never beat you out here, but we'll always pull each other out of the fire in the field. Five hundred. We'll- Four hundred. No way. Marcus, don't flame out now. Three hundred. Dot, dot, dot. Two hundred. Exclamation points. 100. By the Traveler, I'm actually gonna finish. Marcus, did you see me? I did it. I won. I won. Maybe. Maybe I don't have to give up. Enoch Bass, Champion Sparrow Racer, sounds better than Enoch Bass, Grunt, who's really good at patrols. Time to enjoy this. So, Enoch, he's going to enjoy it. Um, He, he realizes is that he doesn't want Marcus to flame out. Either. yeah that's something that's, that's what in this card. trigger
0: is saying in chat too. It's like if he threw the race, he did it without Enoch knowing about it. that's a yeah. big if also but like I can also see because Marcus is so loyal to friends too I can it and this is the thing that Dino is saying that I kind of agree with is Enoch was thinking that he'd have to go back to patrols and give up sparrow racing whereas this win, Gives him the motivation to keep going, and I can also oh, see marcus i agree with I that. can see Marcus throwing the race if it means that his friend will like you know like i can i can see that possibly in his character like he would he would he would I, flame out if you will in order to kind of boost his own confidence or boost enoch's confidence um there is a
1: slight hint that Marcus may have led on that he was going to do that. In that very first line, those were pretty words, but come on, Marcus was never going to lose to me. Right, yeah. So, I mean, it's possible that Marcus led on that he, that um, Enoch had a chance, essentially. Yeah,
0: and I think, and that's where I kind of, I mean, I agree with Trigger, is like, if, if he did throw the race, I think it's probably not going to go over well if Enoch ever finds that out. Because, I mean, because trigger what Trigger is saying is it's an insult. If, it, if, it, if he, if he yes. let him win...
1: If you don't earn
0: yeah, it. Yeah, it's an insult, especially in, in a competition like, you know, something as adrenaline-ridden as racing or anything, really. Because, um, like, with horse races, if someone throws a race, that's a big deal. Like, any anything, like, competitive like that, it's... A, throwing races, I mean, that's that's a very big deal. And it's also very insulting well, want- to the other people in the race
1: you want to win at your best and you want to win against the best.
0: Right. And when they're you at win their against best. somebody
1: who is, yeah, if, if they're not going to be at their best and you win and if they throw it, you're not actually proving your worth. Right.
0: And then you have like the whole thing of like the, 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 um, drama of like, oh, did you pay him? Like all that nonsense. Um, yeah uh and then burnout burnout is a fun one between marcus and airy area uh which is this this is the the um god i just blanked oh my gosh the spare spar- it's no it's um i feel terrible who is ah I'm I'm done. Ariande? No, no. Arianda? I'm thinking comic books. Ghostwriter. Thank you, Black. Like God. Uh, yeah, I'm done. I'm just God. going home. I'm just I'm done. You're at. I home. just I'm That's going to sleep. Uh, Ghostwriter. Ghostwriter is the the like the thing that you think of when you when you look at this. Um,
1: yeah, because it looks like a motorcycle on yeah. fire with chains. Yeah.
0: yeah. Fight fire with fire, and fight everything else with fire, too. Is it supposed to be on fire? (laughs) It wasn't, but I can't get it to stop burning. Why is that? The solar energy that Anna helped integrate. It's not totally contained, but it's stable enough to ride. I've tried it.
1: Does the fire ever go out?
0: Not as far as I can tell
1: huh seems dangerous yeah
0: like i said it's stable for now and i can ride it but who knows how long that'll last it could probably explode at any second
1: cool
0: i know right (laughs) i just love that they stood in silence watching the charred sparrow burn
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just proves that they're crazy (laughs) Oh my god! They're it's so like, crazy.
0: Cool, I know, right?
1: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> cool.
0: Oh god. my god, I love it. Oh, uh- <laughs>
1: what a mess! What Which a I mess. mean, that
0: that basically sums Marcus Red up as as a whole. Is like, is it supposed to be on fire? No, but it won't stop. <laughs>
1: So, okay, here's the thing. You remember how a couple, it would have been about a week ago or so, somebody posted, like, which NPC you would be?
0: Mm-hmm. This
1: is, this is Justin. Oh,
0: God, yes. Uh, I'm 100% behind that that assessment. Justin is Marcus Ridd. Justin Red. is totally yeah. Marcus Ridd. So much. Like.
1: So much. Uh, <laughs> like, can't finish projects. <laughs>
0: New I love that. That's your initial go-to. It's like can't finish projects.
1: It's just because there are so many things that Justin starts that I know he's never finished, and he'll probably never. finish. That's true. Because he's lost interest. That's
0: very true. Oh, oh, that was one other thing I did want to mention is like so. So I I started trying to collect like random quotes from dialogue. And one of the ones that I noticed in the tower... Let me see if I can pull it up real quick because I was... I actually think... <clears throat> so uh, if you're in the tower courtyard, one of the civilians mentions that there's a big sparrow race tonight out by the wall. You going? So there is sparrow racing still going on in the city. Uh, it's kind of seems like it's kind of gone back down into the underground a little bit. Um, but... Either that or it's a lead up to either that or it's a lead up.
1: Well, I, n- no, I, th- I think it's a lead up to the Crimson Days thing because the Crimson Days race is still going on. It's just we as players don't have access to it anymore or access Correct. to the SRL races in general. Because
0: oh no. that
1: happened in of Desires and just- we haven't had SRL since D1
0: what what did i know you know as soon as he said that that would make a ton of sense so we're talking about the unknown racer uh jane doe and trigger makes the comment the unknown racer must be racer x which is a speed racer reference to those who might not be familiar with that but then he says wait what if amanda is the unknown racer
1: i and you know what i really wondered that i wondered that too
0: that would make the perfect sense, because if anyone was going to build a sparrow that would fly past even Wren, it would be Amanda.
1: I wouldn't put it past her. Like, I, the thing is, the amount of danger she would be in on that, because she's not a guardian. She wrecks. She's dead. She would have to be just that
0: good. Well, but she is. I mean, she did. Because, <clears throat> excuse me. That was, um, she was the one that took us in the initial campaign for D two. She was the one who picked us up and flew us to the uh that wasn't the Almighty. Was it the Almighty? Yeah it was the Almighty. No it wasn't.
1: She flew us to the the dropship with Gaul. Oh Doom initially. Doom sorry.
0: Doom said he made that comment earlier. I, right. Doom and trigger both sorry, yeah all all of us are in agreement that Amanda is an bamf of a pilot but she's also the one in when we're on Titan she's the one that's pulling us out of the fire and taking us to places and stuff yes. like that Um, so it's it's not something I could I would be I would not be surprised at all if if that is truly thing and that would also explain why she didn't stick around she just wants to win she just wanted to race Like she doesn't she doesn't necessarily Amanda's never really struck me as the person who cares really about the winnings piece of it.
1: Well, I also imagine that a few different people would be pretty mad at her <gasps> yeah. if they figured out that she was the yeah, one racing. You know,
0: yeah, I can see maybe a few people. Zavala? <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking of. Dad? dad?
1: <laughs> oh, Doom, Doom. dad is not Zavala. Oh, but- Doom
0: also points out the crystal from Titan that we give her. She she made the yes, comment she makes the comment she's... that she's going to do some some experiments with it.
1: Right. I don't know if that necessarily has anything to do with the sparrow. Well, if racing, she harnesses but... it
0: um as an engine.
1: That's terrifying.
0: This is the same person who <laughs> was talking momentarily about putting an NLS drive on a sparrow. So,
1: no, she said it was likely not going to work. We would have to do modifications. We'd have to get creative. She hasn't. <laughs> we have to get creative. That does not mean that she's going to do an actual NLS, NLS drive. She's just going to do something like an NLS drive, which may be the idea that she actually got to get this, the sparrow that beats it.
0: Right, right.
1: Maybe she stole the idea from I kind of like on. that. I like that. I mean, that. there's a bunch of different directions. I like
0: that, that theory, actually. I think that would be a really cool way to bring back uh, SRL if they do.
1: Her being the the mystery Yeah, her being Racer X. That would be super cool and probably make a whole bunch of people really, really happy online. Because Amanda's already a, Mm -hmm. a, a very, very popular character.
0: Though, yeah.
1: Make her speed racer.
0: Oh my gosh, that would be so fun. An in an in in LS drive, <laughs> non in LS drive. <laughs> uh, oh, let's see. Really, that's pretty much it, as far as yeah. I mean, go. I guess one question I did have, I did notice in D one. This was back when the the uh, ships and sparrows actually had like a logical component to them, uh, as far as design. Uh, Sparrows in D1, for the most part, all had a specific alphanumeric acronym before them. It was always S or SV before, except for the Sparrows in racing. They all had EV. Mm-hmm. Um And I remember the EV tumbler. Did we ever get a confirmation on what the EV stood for? Do you remember?
1: I don't. I don't.
0: Because the EV tumbler and then... um EV Vector, EV34 Vector Infinite, um, was the only two EVs that, uh, did not, was not a racing, was not released in SRL, but was a trick, it was like a trick sparrow, basically. Um, and so, like the EV tumbler was basically the expansion pass, and then the Infinite. What did I just say? Vector Infinite was the refer a friend reward. Mm-hmm. So those were the only two that were EVs that were not related to. Um... Yeah, thanks, Rose. I think that's that makes more sense. EV ex- experimental vehicle. I think that makes. With... We don't have any confirmation. Yeah, them, I want to say a that.
1: Better guess than I have. I just
0: yeah. Um, I know like the Tumblr was kind of that's that's kind of what it was, was kind of like an experimental tumbler because the Tumblr was when they introduced um, the ability to do tricks. Uh, so like when you're when you right. are jumping and you can do the animation where you're like either, you know, doing like a Superman or you're doing the kicks or whatever. Um, that was that was all introduced with the Tumblr. And then that kind of trend.
1: I miss oh, those. Well, you
0: can still do them. Uh, I do them all the time. I know. It's
1: it's just real hard to get in launching yourself and just having fun with it.
0: I'm trying to remember. There's not many maps that I would do that with. That it was... Yeah, because, like, I don't think... It was always introduced as the EV Tumblr. Or EV30. So, like... Yeah, the EV thirty, which was the Tumbler, and then EV thirty-four, which was the uh, Vector Infinite, uh, and then what we had was EV thirty-five through forty-three were the were the Sparrows that were released as part of SRL. Um, thirty-five was the Arc Runner. Thirty-six was Soul Scout. Thirty-seven was Void Streak. Thirty-eight was the Laurel Bearer. Thirty-nine was Lumos, and then you had forty was Snow Scream. Um, and then you got into like the the special ones that you had to do very very specific things for, which was like Momentum Master was 41, Nightsteed Steed was 42, and then 43 was Light Runner, and they were all like very very similar. Uh, actually, the the difference with the Tumbler and the Vector Infinite was that they did not have the same underlying design uh, as the other EVs. Now the only other really big Sparrow that broke that alphanumeric recordant or alpha titling was the time breaker and that was an X V. Um but I it, that was it was nuanced there. Um I'm trying to see. I'm just trying to purge through or scour through things. Um ba-ba-ba-ba. I know they have like an official Destiny Tumblr trailer but yeah I don't see any reference to it yeah in chat chat yeah it's like they're talking about like the experimental vehicle being i think that that would make the most sense um to me because you you're right Dino is kind of mentioning it and rose is mentioning it too it's like they were all being modded to go fast and all that
1: doom's quote i don't care if you really 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 like it marcus it looks just <laughs> like your <others. laughs> you don't need it dd <laughs> dd
0: Oh, Dee, Dee, she's the she's the she she's favorite. the adult to, to Marcus's like
1: no I mean she is but she also well
0: that's awesome. true that is very true
1: that's on the whip crack by the way ironically enough that quote it is also a sparrow
0: yeah I think I mean I think that's that's pretty much all I got so yeah uh shout outs I guess uh green what do you got for us
1: um I guess shout out to Whip Squad. Also shout out to my streams Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays. I'm streaming mostly Destiny, but I have been streaming a few other things, namely Darksiders. Uh, and shout out to Guardian Con hotel rooms opening up soon and hopefully getting that on the way and getting that going. And I'm trying to think, shout out to cool weather, hopefully, because it's been real hot. Oh, one actual shout out, shout out to 2019, okay, thank you god, for missing. you took it you from Totally me. did, I knew you were going to, <laughs> totally took it from you.
0: <laughs> we, survived. we survived, we survived 2019, okay? <laughs> oh man. Oh my god that was that was that was my uh my humbling i'm upset but now i'm okay moment today was was like okay yep yep i'm good like i'm annoyed but that just happened so yeah asteroid 2019 ok i'm so glad that we're okay um no i mean just really quick the uh the shout out to everyone for like patience with while we do the transition into the new format. Um, you know, I know it's been, it's been a long time coming. Uh, I know it's kind of been one of those things that we've been playing around with and and patience while we try to transition and all of it is always, I, I, I really appreciate it. Um, other than that, uh, you know, just, yeah, with all the, be now, safe. now we're talking now we're talking about climate yep. um be, yeah with yep. all the with all the crazy climates going on just like be safe be you know hydrate stay stay hydrated you know stay aware uh be in shade heat heat ra- or heat uh exhaustion? God, what is it heat exhaustion is uh it's definitely not fun Um, do not do any labor work. Not saying that just be heat stroke. Thank you, Raz. Um, it's not that it's just be, be aware, be aware of your limits. Like it's, it's, you know, same thing when snow it's yep. Mystic mystic is it's winter in reverse. You know, don't, don't just be aware of your limits and and just take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, you're important and I don't care what anyone else says. You're important. Um, but yeah, so you guys have a great one. We will be posting uh, more information about the changes, uh, hopefully here in the Discord shortly. Uh, and as always, if you guys have any questions, please be f- please feel free to shoot myself or Green uh, a DM a private message, uh, email, whatever, whatever you know is easiest for you. We did get a couple. Uh, Dispatches from the wilds this week, but they weren't in regards to spare racing. But I did read them, I appreciate them. I will be doing my absolute best to get back to you guys on tomorrow, which will be Saturday. So you hopefully will have gotten responses by the time you guys hear this. Um, but yeah, so you guys have a great one. And as always, I have no idea how to end this. So, which apparently is something that we're going to be working on. Yep. Uh, Green Green has. Green has plots in place. I'll put it that way. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash Chat. Links to all our episode archives can also be found at www.focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments or questions for our team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. Also be sure to check out all the amazing work being featured over on the lorenetwork.com. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.